0: Ayer's on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Oh, hi there. We are back. The holidays are over, and we're going to chat a little bit today about family gatherings because there have been so many of them over the holidays. I'm sure some with great joy and some not so much.
1: Yeah, but it all balances out, Linda, and you know... If somebody had a family gathering and it was just all sweetness and light and pleasant little lovely comments, I think I'd be a little worried about that family.
0: Well, um, not that you want them to fight, but it is interesting that discussions can go either way, and sometimes you people agree and sometimes you don't. But I love the, the dialogue. It's just really fun to be with family and talk about ideas and talk about things that have gone on in the family and express different opinions. We have actually
1: had um wait a moment just say while you're thinking about what we actually did um, the only thing i don't like and i will just let this out may may sound a little bombastic here but um, i think all family gatherings are kind of good even if there's disagreements or discussion or talking going on or whatever they're all they're all wonderful except for when everyone just sits around in the same room and they're all on their devices, they're just taking them away <laughs> or reading their email and they're all sitting in the same room and there's absolutely no real, I shouldn't say real communication, electronic communication is real. It's just that it does not always play exactly the same purposes as eye contact, verbal Communication.
0: Yeah, you've all seen those pictures of uh, teenagers sitting around on a bench, and they're just uh, talking to each other via text. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way it kind of is, the direction it's going in life this this nowadays.
1: So but, boy, we had we talk about a gathering we've just had, huh? Not for Christmas, by the way. we were past that already.
0: Well, we have had so many gatherings, and, and because it is Christmas, Weddings happen receptions are there we had a missionary farewell of one of our nieces which was so fun and everyone gathered and then we had um, baptism of one of our gra- one of our grandsons last last weekend and
1: we, we just got home Anna. from that it was just awesome right after Christmas
0: yeah and in fact we just have to tell you how much we liked eight-year-olds they
1: are oh, so darn fun. The age of accountability, I tell you, we should take that literally. It's also the sort of age of magic because think about an eight year old. I mean, they're not yet cynical or sarcastic or they haven't become little werewolves who sprout teeth every night. They're they're and yet they're very conceptual. They can learn and carry on an adult conversation. They have that innocence, that purity, that naivete, which is so beautiful.
0: Yeah, we had a chance to take two eight-year-olds to Frozen over the holidays, and sitting between them, honestly, they were glued. They got every word. They got the nuances that I didn't get. I had to have them explain a couple things to me. But this eight-year-old. They fixed
1: your cell phone for you. I mean, they know how to. They, they know how to handle. They know how to manipulate a smartphone better than you <laughs>
0: or me. Or especially you, or especially me. I mean, I handed over my smartphone (laughs) over the weekend when we were celebrating that baptism to a a three-year-old, a (laughs) half-year-old, and uh, a two-year-old. I'm not sure which one did it, and they were so excited, but they brought it back to me, and everything was huge, and it was totally locked, and nothing would work. I thought it was only
1: only voice commands (laughs) would work, and all the print was like three times its size, and Linda thought, Oh, my phone's broken. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so Richard just went over to the store.
1: The Apple and store. <laughs> the,
0: um, the technician came back after a few minutes and he said, some little person has had a heyday with your, in your phone. In
1: your general in setting. In your general
0: <laughs> setting. And he said they had hooked it up with magnification, with uh, the hearing dis- disabled blind people, you know, everything that well, was Well,
1: they just went in, they went in the general settings and turned on everything, which which was all the assist things <laughs> that help people use their phones, unless their Linda, uh, doesn't need any of those
0: things. Well, and so it finally <laughs> froze. But anyway, that's the side to I do have to say one more little eight-year-old. Uh, story because this eight-year-old we were with is just really a special child. He is so cute. He comes up with something unexpected. We're not prejudiced,
1: right? We're being Not infected. one bit.
0: This, but this child is really something. And he was admiring this cute little two-year-old, who may be the one that did the deal on the phone. And uh, he just was watching him. He's the cutest little thing ever. Again, no prejudice intended. And um, he looked at him and he said, you know... The older you get, the cuter little kids get. <laughs> and I just thought that was so <laughs> From an old 8-year-old. Yeah, from, coming from an 8-year-old. Well, he
1: also, we never know where we're going on this show. We do have a couple things we're going to get to, but I, that reminds me of thing I have to tell. Um, we're sitting the day you got baptized on Saturday, and, and most of you know that people in our church get baptized when they're 8 years old. And then the next day in church on Sunday... Uh, was the day when kids can go up and adults, anyone who wants kind of like an open forum or if if you're a member of the Mormon church, you know there's a testimony meeting. But this little McKay just kind of, he was just focused on something. And I was sitting right by him and I said, are you okay? And he said, yeah, yeah, I really feel like I should go up and say something, but I'm really scared. This is really a big group and I don't know anybody here because we just moved into this Area, And he was just kind of hyperventilating a little. And I said, well, you don't have to. If you want to, though, you can. And and he just sat there kind of nervous for the next hour. And then he looked at his little digital watch and he said, "Ah, only two minutes left. I better go. And he stood up and walked right up and gave the cutest little thought. It
0: was (laughs) direly. But, you know, both family gatherings are different. And actually, we love those because we get... Quality time with the in-laws usually, who we don't see sometimes because they live far away. We see them at the weddings, we see them at the maybe the maybe blessings and maybe the baptisms.
1: We call and them the our, co- our co-grandparents because we share a grandchild, right? And honestly, I'm going to be, I, I'm going to gain a reputation for candor here, Linda. Up until the grandparent stage. I sort of had an end for the in-laws because they, have, they were so um, audacious. I mean, they actually, imagine this. They thought that our kids should spend as much time with them as they do with us. They thought they should get equal time or something. And I'm always saying, well, can you come home for Christmas? No, we're, we're going to the in-laws. Oh, wait a second, you know, and we finally got it to our heads that uh, by golly, those people do have equal rights. <laughs>
0: You finally got it through your head. I was totally ready to give up some right seat, but you are quite persistent.
1: So I, what we are going to do here? We've got a few more minutes before the break, and we're going to talk a little about what we think is essential and wonderful and possible in family events where you get together with extended family. And then right after the break... We're going to do uh, something we've never done before. We, we really like that producer that produces our show every week. His name's Ben. We've never met him face-to-face, but we feel like we know him because he's always producing our show. Week. And so right after the break, we're going to hear from Ben for a minute because while we were getting lined up today, he happened to mention that he was happy uh, that he'd had such a wonderful family gathering himself over the holidays. So we'll bring... We'll bring Ben on after the break, but before we get to the break, Linda, I just want to ask you a question. What do you, you know, people listening, maybe partly to just be entertained, but maybe partly to get some ideas, what do you think would be, I mean, if you're going to have some kind of an extended family gathering, whether it's a reunion or a baptism or a graduation or a holiday gathering, and you're going to be with people that you are related to, but in many cases, you don't know them particularly well. You're not an old buddy. You can't completely let your hair down with them all the time. What what are some of the things you think might be, I don't know, things to remember or, or things to keep in mind in order to make it a, a, as much of a, a good experience as it possibly could be? Well, I do think that it's important to
0: observe and I like to be quiet and kind of watch in those situations. And I loved being with Christy's parents this time. They both came from Dubai.
1: This is our daughter-in-law, This is
0: our daughter-in-law, the mother of McKay. And um, it was such a delight to see them interact with each other, but then also interact with the, other, the grandchildren, our grandchildren, and their grandchildren. Yeah. And it really was so fun to see that mother work. I mean, she is a worker. She was there mopping the floors on her hands and knees and making sure that things were cleaned up and cleared up. And then I thought, aha, now I see where Christy's work ethic came from. I think sometimes it's so important to be around the in-laws in order to really understand your in-laws because they came not only from their lawyers but also from their household. And and I I just thought that was totally fascinating.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, if you... It's it's so interesting when we welcome a new son or daughter into the family via them marrying one of our children. It's, it's incredible because suddenly you're calling them son or daughter and they're calling you mom or dad or whatever they call you. And that's another issue, by the way, what to have in-law kids call you. But you don't really know very much about them. And... and um, the odd thing is that even your own son or daughter who's married to them doesn't, if it's a newly married couple, they're, they're just in the process of learning about each other. And I like what you say, Linda, that you can sometimes learn a lot just by observing. And I'll say one thing, too. When you're with the other grandparents, as we call them, or the, the co-grandparents, those who share this grandchild with you, you have one incredibly easy point of agreement and conversation starter, and that is talking about how unbelievably awesome your grandson or granddaughter is. And you can guarantee that all of you will totally agree on that, and then you can move on from there to, uh, to other subjects.
0: Yeah, and other subjects could be, you know, across the whole spectrum. Um, I know often we get talking about people or events that we've been to together or, You know, things that we have in common, but it really is fascinating to throw out a subject that's current at the moment and just get people's opinions of it. I I think it's really fun to talk to people about ideas that you don't know very well and you can get to know them really fast.
1: Yeah, there's that that old saying, and I'm not sure that I completely agree with it, but it says uh, small minds talk about people, medium-sized minds talk about events, and great minds talk about ideas well that's a little bit of an elitist thought and I think it's great to talk about people if you do it in the right way or about events but uh, I agree Linda get into the ideas sometimes when you can the other thing that's so interesting if, if and again we're looking at this from the grandparents perspective and it would look a little different from the parents perspective if you're a parent and you've got uh, both sets of grandparents or your parents and your spouse's parents coming in for an event, you're probably a little panicked because, you you know, you want to have everything right for them and you want to impress them a little bit and you want to be sure that they have, you know, a comfortable place to sit down or have a meal or whatever, so maybe you feel a little bit of pressure. But the nice thing to do is get working together. I mean... It's it's too hard for one person to bring all the food and fix all the food. If you can, some of the best discussions happen in the kitchen, sitting around and talking about the food while, or talking about things while you're preparing the food. Yes. Or washing the dishes.
0: How would you know?
1: Well, come on. <laughs> I come in <laughs> and wash the dishes sometimes. You do help with
0: the dishes sometimes, and there's that's a good time to talk. But um, Ooh, that was
1: a low blow. That
0: was, sorry. But uh, you're not the greatest on food preparation, but you are so great. I sample it.
1: I'm the guy I'm who, who checks, checks it and makes sure it tastes okay. Right. We better take a break. We'll come right back in a few minutes and finish our discussion on family gatherings. And we'll
0: be talking with Ben. See you in a minute. Ayer's on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer.
1: And we're back. How are your parents, grandparents, and any other people who happen to be listening in today? Talking a little about family gatherings, family events, things that are kind of on our minds. It might be a holiday, a graduation, a baptism. A marriage. Who knows? A marriage. And... Um, Let's bring Ben on. We really like this producer of ours, and he mentioned he'd just returned back to school from a family gathering. How'd it go, Ben?
2: It was really good. I, I really enjoyed being with my family quite a bit. Where were you? Uh, I went to Denver, Colorado, just outside Denver. And was it an extended
1: family gathering? Did you have a lot of folks there for Christmas?
2: You know, this time it was just my family. For Thanksgiving, we had a couple of aunts and uncles um, come out, but this time it was just the family.
1: Wow. Uh, so if you if you were to tell if someone were to ask you the question I asked Linda earlier, Ben, what uh, what makes a good family gathering? What differentiates between a pleasant experience with family and one where you're like, oh man, I wish it was time to go home. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I actually kind of had both um, during my Christmas holiday. The first week that I was out there um, during Christmas, we were all together and healthy and we played a bunch of board games. And like you said, for Christmas Eve, we fixed a big dinner and were able to spend a lot of time together talking about kind of how things were going. Um, Just to give you a little bit of background in my family, there's me and I have two other sisters who are also in college and then another sister who's in high school. So instead of Christmas Uh being a time for us to kind of open presents and get excited about Santa. We're excited that we don't have school or work that we have to worry about for a week.
1: That's a lot of school. Exactly. So that was a pleasant part, and then you said maybe you had one that wasn't quite so pleasant?
2: Yeah, after Christmas, a couple days later, one of my sisters went back out to Kentucky, which is where we're originally from, so she was gone for a few days, and then my other sister caught pneumonia or the flu. We weren't quite exactly sure what it was. So half the family kind of disappeared and I could just kind of tell the difference um, with them gone, how the, the rest of us were just kind of left to um, entertaining ourselves without them. It just felt like something was missing the whole time. And, and I was kind of feeling like, I wish either my family would get back or I could kind of get back to my old um, schedule.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I think, I think what, one of the points we can learn from on what Ben just said is that, uh, I think one of, the, one of the things that sometimes goes wrong with, uh, and you know, I'm basing this on, you run into people every once in a while, and I hate when this happens. You run into someone that you say, well, aren't you glad Christmas is coming up? And they'll say, no, it's the worst time of the year for me. You know, reminds me of all the problems we've got and this and that and so on. And I think, I think one of the, I mean, of course, that's a terrible thing, and we should all look forward to being with our families, and even if everything isn't perfect, we should enjoy it. But on the other end of the spectrum, Sometimes the problem is we have too high of expectations. You know, I see college kids going home, and they're, they're just high as a kite. They're want they going to do so many things and see so many people, and everything's going to be so great, and they're going to have such a wonderful time. And then they get there, and there's everyday things happen. I mean, somebody gets sick, or someone can't come, or someone's had a bad day, and and it's like they're let down. And so one one bit of advice when you get together for these big gatherings, just lower your expectations a little. Say, hey, there'll probably be some things that don't work out perfectly. It doesn't matter. What matters is we're together and we love each other, and then I think things seem to work out.
0: Yeah, Ben, that gives us a perfect segue into the last half of the show because there are things that aren't pleasant um, always about being together. We have a daughter who just went through a whole year of relationship with a guy and thought that was a done deal, and suddenly it was over. And so she was struggling with that while we were celebrating the New Year's Eve. At one point she said, Jay, I never thought I'd spend New Year's Eve with my parents. <laughs> you know. And uh, the, and also we actually had an unusual family gathering. Well, it wasn't unusual because it was after a missionary farewell, but uh, Richard's sister has Asperger's syndrome, which was just diagnosed in the last few years, and she's an adult. She's 55 or something. It's
1: a mild form of autism. Yeah,
0: on the lower spectrum of autism, but she's struggling with that, and it was really interesting to see those brothers, and as you may or may not know, Richard's mother just passed away, and he has three brothers and a sister, and they all kind of work together to ease her burdens and, and send her off to meet their dad, who she had been missing for 52 years. But um, they work together to really come up with a plan to make that work. And now uh, they gather together in the kitchen and we're working on a plan for this sister who really needs assistance. She is just. Um, really had a tough few years. And they have uh, just so decided that one brother said, we'll take her home to our house for a week or two and see if we can help. Another brother said, I'll get her a computer that she can use. And, you know, everybody had an idea of how they were going to help this sister. So in that case, I think that was probably one of the most productive family gatherings that we had during Christmas. And, and that stuff like that happens. There are problems in families. There are mental issues. There are physical issues. That really need to be
1: addressed. Well, let, let me let me uh, turn into an old an old advice-giving sage here for a minute, and you you younger listeners can take this for what it's worth. But I think the old there's an old saying that we use a lot, and we don't think about it as much as we should. Blood is thicker than water, and and my personal interpretation of that is that uh, family always matters, and. A lot of times, I think, when we're young, I remember a lot of times, Linda, when we were young and, and newly married and had a couple little kids and so on, sometimes it seemed like a big burden to go and hang out with, you know, a bunch of older people in the family. And and honestly, if we were really candid with ourselves, we'd probably said it might have been more fun to be with some of our friends or be with some people who are more close to us in age and in interests and so on but i want to tell you something as as people get older and i think this is pretty universal you you realize more and more that what really counts is going to be your family and that um, friends are important of course they are and with some of us have lifetime friends that become almost like family and that's a wonderful thing but um, family is always important and and you just kind of realize that more and more as time goes on and as you try to sort things out. You'll you'll never have another family. The family you have is not perfect. The family we have is not perfect, but they are our family. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. That's kind of the thing that ends up being the most important thing in life. I was thinking of that at my... At my mom's funeral, my mom was 91 years old. She had a lot of friends from a lot of years, although, frankly, most of them had died before she did. But when it came down to the funeral, and you've all seen this at funerals, it's the family that's really there. It's the family that really matters. It's the family that pays the tribute and and so on, and it has that linkage and that connection. One of the things we did for our kids uh, for New Year's is we sent them all... one of those wonderful big fan-shaped genealogy charts that you can now get on on NewFamilySearch.org, and you can print it out. and it, It's it's in high resolution. We took it down to the printer and had a big one printed out, a big chart. and It's so interesting to to sort of see yourself at the middle and see that heritage spread out of families, and then to realize that the connections you have with cousins. One of the things we really are determined to do is to help all of our grandkids understand that their cousins are family. Their friends are not. Now, again, not to put down on friends. We, We all hope for good friends for our little kids. But what a wonderful thing if they can say to themselves, friends are nice, friends are important, I'm glad I have some, but my cousins... Are the next thing to my siblings. That's what we're trying to get them to think of: is that you got friends and you got siblings, and somewhere right in between in importance is cousins.
0: Yeah, that is really important, and I think we have to also realize that everybody's going through a transition in their family because time never ends; it never stops; it just keeps moving on, and we keep getting older. I mean, whether you're at at band stage, where it's college kids coming home, and a high school person still at home or whether you have a bunch of little kids at home who are all begging for Santa Claus. Those were the days. And I remember those long lines to get baby alive and getting to the front of the line after an hour. um, And, you know, and nobody else has them in the whole state. And I got to the front and the lady in front of me got the last doll. And then I had to go home and explain to my daughter that baby alive was dead. I mean, there really is...
1: didn't do that. because oh, <laughs> Santa Claus ran out, and that was even worse. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> but, you know, the, there's that stage, and then, and then as you go on, as parents, you realize you get this young adult stage that Ben talked about, then you get the stage where they start having their own children, their own families. They, if they don't live right by you, you can't really <clears throat> expect them to come home all the time, and so you have to go to them. In fact, we went to Hawaii for a week before Christmas, poor us, oh gosh, it was really yeah, hard. Well, but, this
1: is too bad we have um, a son living we in We have Hawaii. a son and
0: daughter-in-law little kids and a pregnant mom, and we had so much fun with them. But it is there's something special about just doing one family at a time, too.
1: Well, and one way to do one family at a time, and in our case, it surely is important because with nine kids, we, we, we did get to two of them. We spent... Christmas Eve with one of them in Hawaii, and then we got on a red eye, and we spent Christmas Day in Ogden, just up the road with another family. But you know what we did with the other seven families? We Skyped them, and boy, FaceTimed them and so on. And what a wonderful thing to be able to be, you know, 2,000 miles away and yet really talk face-to-face, eye-to-high with those great kids. So we're nearly out of time. Ben, any other inputs from you? I loved what you said. Anything else you want to add?
2: No, it's just, it's interesting now that I, I had grown up with my family for a long time and now being, with the way, being away from them for a few years, I've come to appreciate so much more the time we did spend when I was younger. Um, I've got a lot of fond yeah. memories of that.
1: There you go. It's like the old saying that on, on, a, on a deathbed, no one ever says, oh man, I wish I'd spent a little more time with the business. <laughs>
0: It's so true, and it does take getting away for you to really appreciate and look back at that childhood. I didn't realize I was living an idyllic childhood in Montpelier, Idaho, and Bear Lake County. I mean, I just, my parents were living in poverty. I didn't know that. I had the most wonderful childhood, and sometimes it gets, getting away from it to look back on it to realize to really what a great it. time you so
1: had. So if, if you're a student out there like Ben, take a minute right now and text your parents and tell them how much you love them and how great it was to be with them for Christmas, if you were, or if not, how how fondly you remember Christmas's past. And just remember the message for the week is blood is thicker than water. There's nothing like family. No family's perfect. We've all got problems. But cling on to family and make yourself part of the glue that holds that family together.
0: We wish you the very best for this wonderful new year. It's a fresh start. We're ready to go. New family gatherings.
1: See you next week on Ayers on the Road.